gentlemen we are back at 7 30 promptly cp <laughs> the mentor podcast is live in effect i want to thank so many of y'all for joining us uh we want to give a little bit of time to let everybody come into the room uh let me introduce uh all the hosts that we have here today um man of leisure international man of leisure and king of engineering and singing the one and only d scott is to my right here. He's in the middle of your screen. What's up, everybody? And of course, trainer extraordinaire and um, Nike sponsored man, <laughs> prolific Dre, directly across from me. And I am your uh, humbled host, fresh maker in the building. So, uh, in case it's your first time joining us, uh, this is basically um, a a chance for men to explain their inner thoughts, uh, maybe express and give out some gems, and uh, just a possibility to vibe with each other and those of you all out there, and definitely catch some vibes from you as well. So uh, it's going to be an entertaining hour, maybe hour and a half, something like that. But nonetheless, we're going to be laughing, we're going to be learning, and uh, having a good time. So, uh, fellas, it's uh, it's been a it's been a long weekend weekend that yeah, we yeah, haven't uh, been together you guys do anything entertaining or or crazy yeah, but can, before we get started can we just say thank you to all, to all the people in the in the in the, in the fun house the factory unified noise oh for to, putting us together putting us together man uh, we've been running around haircut off uh um just trying to get it set up uh, you're gonna see some serious things going on in regards to this podcast um so please shout us out let us know what you think but we want to give all the shouts out to, to all our folks you know what I'm saying? Brick, Cat, Danielle, V. Woo! Uh, who, who, who else? Who else? Who else? Chris, all us. Anybody miss anybody? A bunch of us. Oh, Kayla. <laughs> yes. My bad. Look, look, my bad. Oh, she said, you better not forget me. Room. So you want to say thanks to the, to the team, man, for, for helping putting this together and all that. So yes. with that being said, I wanted to say all that. Uh, how you doing today? Uh, I'm amazing. I mean, we we halfway pulled this off. We almost, right. yeah. You know, we 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 a step closer to looking as perfect as we would like to look. Uh, <laughs> we got people crawling around. We got people crawling in the background right now. You know what I'm saying? People don't want to be the shot. That's yeah. <laughs> Our production team is just making everything happen. But uh, yeah, this has been an amazing uh, past few days getting everything together, making us, you know, the production that we're trying yeah. to be. So I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying the process. Yes. And uh, I hope y'all out there are enjoying the process as well. It's going to grow exponentially, and we're going to go over and above our expectations. So we appreciate you guys riding this ride with us. So this weekend was Valentine's Day. 
Last weekend was Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, y'all. Last Friday. Yeah, for y'all, that's a responsibility. What you mean? For you, too? What you talking about? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? On the last episode we was on, I told y'all I was dry. Uh, oh, yeah. You still dry? You still dry for Valentine's? Man, listen. My pockets are full All with right. money that I could have spent on Valentine's Day. Mine's but it's empty. Yeah. yeah. On gifts, I was buying. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you was empty? You was buying? You was buying? Buying, man. Buying different bags and backpacks, man. I had to do... What I had to do, man, make Missy happy, you know. <laughs> so now when I look back at that bank account, I'm just like, man. oh man, man, I'm. I told her, I told her before. I said, uh, you know, when I was single, man, I, I my bank account was just climbing, and now you know, now that I'm in a relationship, it's kind of just like disintegrating. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like my bank account is like the Avengers when they start to uh, disintegrate, just perish. Oh man. Dang, so whenever them fingers snap, you just, the, the cash is gone, disintegrate. You can't do me like that now, Fresh. Come on. Listen. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's what Thanos did, right? Yeah, yeah, man. It was it was gone, man. Uh, but you know what? I, I had a good time watching her smile, so. Yeah, so uh, did y'all go anywhere or do anything? You know what? We went to breakfast that morning, mm. um, and that was pretty good, man. We went to we went to Snooze. That's one of our favorite breakfast spots. Oh, yeah. Snooze is dope. Yeah. Snooze you know is good. And I'm not going to lie, man. I had the blueberry... Danish pancake. Oh, oh, that was amazing. I thought about it all day yesterday. Uh, I was, I was, man. man. And uh, that turkey bacon, you know, I can't do the pork, but I had that turkey bacon. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing, man. So yeah, I can't lie, man. I had a, I had a good Valentine's Day. How long have you been not eating pork? Um, it's been a while. It's been uh, about a year or two now. Oh, okay. You know, it's not, nothing like I didn't just start doing it. It's been about a year now, a year, year and a half now. Maybe two years, maybe two years strong. I'm gonna say that solid two years strong. That's tough, man. That's pork? a tough one. Yeah, buddy, that's tough. It's I gotta can, be done, but it's I tough. I get rid of that pork, man. man. That's tough. I haven't had pork since about three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of go off and on with it. I, I'm on today, and then two weeks later, if it's made, I'll eat it and chop it up, and then it's kind of just if it's in the greens, and I'll eat it, you know, but. Oh, in the greens. In the greens. Oh, yeah. If it's in the greens, I'll eat it. So, man. I um normally my favorite breakfast place is uh what is it? Uh, Matchstick Breakfast. Man, man we oh, sponsors. Yeah. We be mm. giving out all this free. We are, we right, are. right, right, right. Uh, but every now and again, you know, I'm like, listen, man, I need to throw a little bit of, you know, bacon on there, and uh, the sausage is too heavy, so throw some bacon on there. And listen, I be comatose too. All Sunday, I'm done until it's time to go to Snooze. the club. Yeah, so it's a wrap. Uh, what's your comatose meal for breakfast? Oh yeah, pancakes is wrap. Can you make it? Can you make your own? Yeah. Nope. I'm lying. (laughs) 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 I was gonna try to take credit for something. No, I can't. I haven't made those since I was little. I can't. Nope. 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 Yeah, I'm terrible at making pancakes. I always get the bubbles in the back, and I just kind of just treat them to a straight. Okay. So real quick, speaking of speaking of bubbles. Uh oh. I gotta, you, you always got a way to do this. Man, speaking of bubbles, though, I, I got to kind of bust myself, but I hope I'm not busting myself. Okay. But this afternoon, I was Spoken having a conversation. Like a man. So this afternoon, we was having this conversation about uh, Epsom salt. I think that's what mm. it's called. Soaking mm-hmm. your feet or soaking you yourself. Soak the whole body in Epsom, that. Uh, in Epsom salt. Uh-huh. And, uh, um, 13 people in the room right now. Thank you all for being here. I, I thought about, I thought about, first I was like, nah, I, Epsom, I can't get in the tub, right? Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, I can't get in the tub. But then I was like, but if I did get in the tub, I couldn't get in the tub. <laughs> well, it's because I don't have no dishwashing liquid. 
<laughs> and so, wait a minute. And then I was looked at crazy, but like, how I was raised, that's where you got bubbles from. Oh, was dishwashing liquids. We didn't have. It's 2020. Have, but, no, no, no. But I'm saying my mind went there. I ain't took a bath since, since I was. My mind went there and was like, that's Hold what we. Wait am I the only one? Yeah. Nobody had. Nobody I mean, used palm olive. Back in the day, I, okay, I, I I can rock with you on that. But now it's 2020. No, no, no. I'm not talking about now. I'm just saying I want to know when I like when I was little. Did y'all use dishwashing soap? Dishwashing yes. soap for baths. Yes. So I'm not tripping. No. I mean, or shampoo or something to make the bubbles. I mean, it's, it, you gotta I make mean, it work. Whatever you can get to to make the bubbles, right? I maybe like once or twice. Okay. I just didn't know if that was a. Uh, uh, I swear, I thought that was a thing. You, you saw the commercial where they used it on the ducks, and then it died. <laughs> no, nah, man, that's how you got the bubble. Yes, you got the bubbles. You had to sneak in there and get some uh, uh, palm olive or whatever you wanted palm olive because palm olive always had that with you the soft, soft hands. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to slide in and grab some of that palm olive when moms ain't looking. Right. Go in there and, and, and had the bubbles in the bath. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You couldn't use you couldn't use her bath salt. So back in the day, they had the uh, the seat the the jars of sea salt. Uh-huh. Bath stuff yeah. and all that kind of stuff. You couldn't use that, so we had to get them bubbles. I just didn't know if I was the only one. I mean, I never would have dabbed in that a little bit. Okay, so I, I'm not tripping. I mean, I, I caught my cousin in the shower with some comet before, so you know, <laughs> some what? Some comet. Some comet. Yeah. <laughs> in the water with them? Was he washing up with it or was he cleaning it? Yeah, I was cleaning, you know, in the kitchen. I was like, you know, where's the comet at? <laughs> he was in the shower. I was younger, so I was like, you know, is this boy, you know? And yeah, man, he's got nah. that tough skin, man. I would have broke out. Yeah, I would have broke out for real. Yeah, so I don't know what you know what became of his skin, you know, but uh, <laughs> I was just so shocked. But yeah, you're not, you're not the only person to use uh, kitchen cleaner. Okay, on your well, well uh, I guess you it is kitchen cleaner. You and the dude from Forty Eight, uh, what is it, the first Forty Eight that soaked himself with bleach? <laughs> it's, it's y'all three. <laughs> three so of y'all. You, my, you, my cousin, and, and the killer. Okay, no, 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 bleach. <laughs> No, not bleach, but but okay, but what about um uh what's it called uh, uh alcohol? Alcohol in the tub? No, 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 not in the tub. But oh, okay. as a, as a child, was alcohol used to on them cuts and them uh, bumps and bruises, or like on the underarms and all like that? Was no, alcohol not used? No, not at all. Maybe just on my uh like if I fell and straight my arm or my shoulder, yeah, you get a little alcohol on there. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if you had if you didn't have it, you got some peroxide. Uh-huh. But yeah, the alcohol was in heavy rotation. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they put me to sleep with it. Get that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah okay, so so y'all y'all had that in the bottle. Y'all yeah. got a little bit of brandy shots in the bottle. A little brandy shots. Yeah, just on the gums. Rub it on the gums, and then we. That's what know, y'all did. The gums. No, yeah. we had it in the bottle. In the it, was, bottle. <laughs> it was in there. It was in there like uh, with the eggnog. Oh no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, little brandy in the in the in the, in the middle. bottle. Yep. Ah, wow. Put you out. Do what you got to do. Very interesting. All right, so where are we going with this, fellas? What, what, what are we talking about? Man, a lot of crazy things that happened. Uh, first off, wait, you know what? Wendy got in trouble and had to cry and apologize. Who's that, Wendy? Who's Wendy? Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams. Oh. Yeah, man. Wendy got in trouble, had to cry and apologize because she was like, hey, uh, you know, I appreciate all the men in the audience that, uh, that like men, but, you know, you'll never have my monthly fluff. And uh, you'll never go through menopause. Mm. So you ain't a woman. But we cool. And uh, folks didn't like that. And she had to uh, she had to apologize tearfully 
uh, on Instagram. And uh, them are them are biggest followers right there. I, yeah, her. She, she cried for real. I, no, I mean, yeah, but no. <laughs> Who's she crying for? Why? What were the tears for? Is what I want to know. You know, like when you're forced to apologize, or or when you're just acting. Mm. I mean, like you know, if if somebody made bag. me apologize to keep the bag, I probably would, you know, be begrudgingly show emotion, mm. you know, because that ain't the way I really feel, you know. I mean, we witnessed that with Snoop recently. He had to begrudgingly apologize. So, what do you think about it? What's your take on that, Dre? I don't think Snoop should apologize at all. Not Snoop. I know, but <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Let me, let me yeah, just clarify that. I don't think he should apologize at all. The Wendy Williams situation, that's a, that's a rough spot. Meaning that the new generation coming in 2020, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have this new movement. Um, it's been around for a while. Um, don't let me get the letters messed up, so I'm not even going to go ahead and we just say alphabet. There you go, the alphabets, you know. It's, you can't disrespect them like that anymore. Not that you could before, but now it's kind of, they're, they're, it's, it's a squad you don't really want to mess with. You know, because once you piss off one, it's a wrap for you. They're going to come for your head, you know. And I think she knew the, the, the downfall that that comment made, so it was more of her trying to, trying to defend herself. And I think it was good that she apologized, and I feel like that comment should have never came out. Whose phone was that? That's me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I got an 8 o'clock alarm. Oh, man. Uh, we still working things out, y'all. Appreciate y'all. Woo. Let's make sure this camera's on. Yeah. Just, no, we don't fall. Let's keep rolling. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, we back. It's uh, instantaneous over here. Uh, we good. So Stop the snooze. That's that alarm. Who has yeah. alarm for eight o'clock? It's it's for um, it's for trading. The the market in London uh, just started right now, okay. so that's what okay. that's for. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I, what do you think about that, Big Shot? Uh, All right. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for me, yeah, I don't feel like it's an issue because it's it's simple math. I said this before. They keep talking about these bathrooms and all this. I feel like whatever's between your legs, that's the bathroom you go to. Don't take a man, a female with a skirt all down there, put a penis and a coochie on the door. Woo! And whichever one you got, that's where you go to the bathroom. Okay. It lim- to me, it eliminates all the all the all the problems because it's it's about utilizing the right equipment or facility right. based on the equipment you have. As far as what you want to call yourself, and I've been thinking about this. As far as what you're going to call yourself, you are free to call yourself whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. But anatomy anatomy is anatomy. Yeah. And so if you have a penis, you are a male. If you have a vagina, you are a female. That's not uh, that should not be offensive. You understand what I'm saying? That sh- that shouldn't be offensive. If I if if I can recognize that you ha- I mean if I can recognize the parts to be that that is associated with a gender, you can't be mad at me because that's what it's always been. Now, now the reality of it is, it all depends on how you feel. Mm-hmm. But to me, that becomes scary um, because, like, where's the cutoff? Mm-hmm. Like, where's this cutoff at? Because if I feel like, well, what I did was wasn't wrong, <coughs> I felt justified in what I did because this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- 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 where are these justifications coming in? Because you feel a certain way, it's all right for you to 
I have to change and uh, cater to your feelings. So is that is that narcissistic, or am I am I tripping? Like believing that everybody should acquiesce to the way that you feel, because uh, absolutely that's a good point. I think that is narcissism. So we have we have we have two not even two sides, but just. Well, yeah, I guess you could say two sides. There's biology, mm-hmm. and there's belief. Now, what somebody believes, there's going to be tremendous amounts of variables to that between millions of people. Right. All these different people are going to have different beliefs. That's something where we we all can't come on the same level. Where right. we can come on the same level is biology. It's if you have male equipment and male hormones then you use your male equipment in the space where it's supposed to fit. Where it's supposed to fit. Right, and right. that and that's just means the room, the bathroom. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? Whatever you do with whatever whoever, that's you know, whatever. But yeah, it's just really biology over belief at this point. And I think that we're having uh great discussions now where logic has to win out. Logic has to rule the day, and maybe logic has to go even deeper um, in order for everybody else to to get it. But it's it's definitely uh, the responsibility of adults to continue to push logic, but be understanding of belief. Your belief, that's you. But biology is where we can all understand what's what and not have to kind of walk in this minefield and not know what to call somebody, what not to call somebody. If everybody is a male or female, it's just everybody can uh, discuss that, everybody can uh, understand that. How do do we get to that level, though, of knowledge of what people like to be called? You know, there's different... We have to get away from one of the dopest things I ever heard came from Bill Cosby. He said, you will never be able to please everybody. And as a kid, I thought that was the dumbest thing, but I was a kid. As a grown man, I found out that was like the ticket to freedom. It's the ticket to freedom to realize that you cannot please everybody. And once you realize that, you get off of this fence of mediocrity and you decide which side you want to be on, the side that gives comfortable lies or the side that gives uncomfortable truths. And if you get up off that fence and decide that you'll give uncomfortable truths, there will be people that don't like you, right. but you'll be freer than you've ever been. So I think we have to get out of the um, expectation of people liking us when they disagree with us. If you don't like me because of something that I said, that is a form of immaturity you're taking things way too personal. When you decide to not take things so personal, you are becoming a more mature person. Not saying that I hold the key to maturity at all, but the more that you're able to just identify with what is instead of what is only in you, then you know we, we can grow. So, I, go ahead. I was going to talk about a situation that's been in the media lately. Um, a situation with a uh, D Wade and his twelve year old son. Ooh, sorry. Um, I want to know you guys' input or how do you guys feel about that? I mean, 
we talked a little bit about this on one of our other casts that we talked about, um, mm-hmm. G. Scott. Uh, you have boys. I, yeah. Can you explain, how do you feel about that? So, it, I was going to bring that up, so I'm glad you did. So, it, that's the only place where I feel like, as a parent, you are going to support, a good parent, in my, in my mind, is going to support the uh, support your child. You want them to have mental health, physical health, mm-hmm. spiritual health. Mm-hmm. Um, as they're trying to figure out who they are in life, because this happens, right? You go through it as a baby, you go through it as an adolescent, you go through it as a teenager, you go through it as a young adult. As you're trying to figure out who you are in life, an active parent is going gonna, is gonna to support you while you're trying to figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think a parent is in a different space, but I'm not the parent. If I'm not your parent, you can't ask me to to take some of those things into consideration if I'm not your parent. But as your parent, yes, you want your son, your daughter to be comfortable in who they are. You want to support them in, in their identities. I totally 100% agree with that. Mm-hmm. But you still have to be honest with them and let them know with whatever decisions you make in life, there comes consequences based on it, good or bad. Good or bad, there's always going to be people that don't agree with you. Again, like we said, there's going to be people that 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 are uncomfortable. There's always mm-hmm. going to be those things. So as long as you're being truthful like that and letting them realize that whatever choices you make in life, be w- be ready and be willing to be able to deal with those consequences, I think that you're setting your child up for success because that's the truth, right? Right. That is going to be the truth. What I think is very dangerous, though, in all this is – because children are so impressionable, um, I think it's going to get m- scarier for parents mm-hmm. um, because it's an option, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like a kid's a boy's going to want to be Superman. He's going to want to be Spider Man, right? Um, now he might, which may have never been the case before. Now he might want to be Wonder Woman or Snow Spider White. Spider Girl, Snow White, Snow White, right? Mm-hmm. And who's, so who's, who's the cat? What's that one? Catwoman. Catwoman. So I'm not saying any of that is wrong. What I'm saying is, though, they're all on the equal playing field now. And as a uh, person that might be older and, like, that was never the thing, so you didn't have to deal with those things, you have to now navigate your children through that. And you're not. it's not about right or wrong. It's just, like, you just have to wait the storm out. Mm -hmm. That's kind of scary to me because it's, like, you got to wait it out. Right. You literally have to wait it out. Like, you literally – so – Things are changing. Things are and, changing. And the idea of, I don't know what the word is, I guess homosexuality or it's homosexuality. Uh, mm-hmm. is going to be more prevalent now because mm-hmm. it's a choice now. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I can, you know, I can go, I can go wherever I feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. My issue is, is a lot of times is the first person you ever love that's not your family is going to be your best friend. Mm. Right? So, and more times than not, your best friend is going to be somebody who is of the same it's sex gender. as you. So now you got to navigate as a child what kind of love this is. You know what I'm saying? When before, the love was companionship and and, and all that, but play and all that, but it Mm -hmm. wasn't a sexual thing. So my issue is is putting sexual things on children that were never on children before. Mm -hmm. That's where I have an issue with it because now it becomes about sex. Yeah, and these are children. And these are children. So it shouldn't matter if you, you, you... you don't. Well, I don't. I don't know. I'm confused now because it's like, do you? You have crushes on people when you're young or little, right? Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. 
So I don't know what I'm saying now because it's like I, I I don't know. It's it's a tough one. It's I feel like I feel like it's becoming more acceptance acceptance in in the world now. Um, I feel like I had a conversation a little earlier, and I, I mentioned that religion plays a big role in this. Okay. I feel like um, when Obama passed that that bill for everything with that with that community, that it was I mean it was a it was a good stand, you know. And I feel like more people will will be on board if the religion actually accepted it. Okay. You know, I mean, there's a lot of religions who don't accept it, mm-hmm. and I think that's where the crossfire is coming at, coming from. You know, I feel like individuals want to be heard. Yeah. You know, and I feel like the blockage for them is the religion. So that, you know, the religions run deep, Mm -hmm. you know, and I feel like the churches have a lot of influence on how people feel. So if they, you feel like if religion at one point or at many turns wasn't so oppressive, Mm -hmm. folks wouldn't be um, so willing to kind of discover other things. Right. Okay. Right. Um, When you were talking about the the children, um, I was thinking to myself, um, when we were kids, some of the, the things that, I guess, business owners and influencers and elites wanted us to buy came on during Saturday morning cartoons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, all the Cocoa Krispies and Lucky Charms and all that, we got those ideas for Nintendo and all that during Saturday morning cartoons. They were purposely putting into our heads what we what they wanted us to eat right. and we wanted to eat it. And we went right after it. And our parents were like, okay, now that we are in an area of a little bit more enlightenment and we understand that the powers that be and and folks with large scales of money wish to put these kinds of things in mainstream to make children want them or curious about them and constantly ask for them, it's up to us as the elder generation to combat that mm. kind of, you know, because that's somewhat like warfare. Right. You, know? you are basically sending messages through these through this television that this is what you this is what we want you to do. Um, I think as far as uh, I think as far as uh, food, right? I think as far as social media. There are certain things that we may just have to either not let our children um, be privy to, um, because they're even even in baby formula, um, there are certain chemicals that can help to change hormonal imbalances, and so we need to be cognizant of that knowledge, and as well as the subliminals in their cartoons. I think it's okay for us to. Um, take a militant stance when it comes to um, the television that they're allowed to take in or the social media that they're allowed to take in. Um, for a child at 12 years old, or even Dwayne Wade said he, he felt like his son was effeminate at three. 
And we all have had experience in that. And for some of us previously, we wouldn't have even thought about the things that children were not only ingesting um, visually, but actually taking orally. Mm. You know, and so now that we know that that's a possibility, um, that's something that we have to be okay with combating. It's a slippery slope, homie. Hey, it's a, I, it's a slippery slope. We can slide if it means you know I can protect the impressions of my children. I am responsible for that. So I li- I li- I'm sorry, go ahead. Go, um, go ahead. I like that you said you're responsible for your children. Yeah. How do you? How do you feel about what Bootsy said for his 14-year-old son? What did he say? Where he wanted to get a woman to give him head. Who, what? Bootsy. Bootsy made a Bootsy comment. Kong? No. Oh. Lil Bootsy. Oh. Lil Bootsy. Lil Bootsy. That's all I have. Like, this Bootsy is, Collins. This so is what I'll tell you right now is I don't think that uh, is quite uncommon. I think it's uncommon today. Do you feel... Some of the posts on there was like, do you feel it's like sexual, what do you want to call that? Uh, like pedophilia? Yeah. Having a grown woman or, I mean. How old, who, who, how old is his son? 14. 14. Well, that's, I mean, that, that's. But how you, who's he going to get, though? Why grown he, woman? Why does he need to get younger anybody? Woman? Why does he need to get anybody? Why is that even a, a thing right now is what I'm trying to find. So I. I, I don't like I said I don't think that that is uncommon. I just think it's uncommon today. Okay. Um, I feel like sixties, seventies, there was there was uncles and and dads that were like you're probably more like around sixteen years old. They was like, yo, you know, if you don't if you don't do something, I, I know somebody that'll take care of you. you right. Know what I'm saying, and they introduced it. It's it's just what it is. It's not anything that we can run away from. We we could say it's uh, we could say it's possibly pedophilia. We could say that it's just introducing uh, somebody who's horny as hell and don't yeah. know what to do with it. You know, into a monitored setting. Not necessarily not really monitored. You don't want to look at that. But um, and it's it's we have to acknowledge that it's different for boys. Right. You know. I was, go ahead, it's different for boys. You're right. I was gonna. I was gonna. You know, add to that. It's different for boys. I, listen, I'm cool. I mean, I'm not gonna go find nobody, you know, no grown woman for my son. Right. But I'm cool for it. You know there's, what I mean? Hey, gonna be man, y'all over here fantasizing. Y'all fantasy in fantasy land. Wait, wait, wait. I'm just, cool just with like Boosie is taking up now. That's a young. That's that's young. That's young. Fourteen. That's I mean. Young. Some people do that. Some people take their kids out shooting. Some people right. take their kids out, you know, hunting for deer or something like that. Probably some kind of rights of family. Right. Is it? At 14, no. 16, 17. Okay, so, 16, wait, hold on. 17, hold on. Time yeah. out. Time out. So, I'm not. Let me, man, look here. You're talking about maturity, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to look at, if you look at it just physically about, oh, but you got, there's a whole emotional, spiritual thing that goes along with that. Yes. I'm not going to say God. I'm not even going to say all that. But I'm saying you're talking about uh, people having emotional along with physical experiences with no connections can set you up for a long line of disconnect. So I think we need to look a little more serious than that. The physical act, when you're a grown man thinking about 
man, I wish, yeah, you're grown. You, you're the whole, you're, you're grown. So you're thinking that would have been dope to have an older woman, but not when you're that young. I'm my math teacher. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. when you're that young. First grade. Like, <laughs> no, like. Miss Ollie, hey, what's up? I'm, I'm not going to lie. These guys, my hormones was racing at 14. Yours might have been. You're absolutely right. Me but too. so uh, I'm not saying they weren't guys. What I'm saying, though, is because those hormones were racing at 14, which they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Right. If you'd have satisfied a lot of those hormones at 14, which some of us did, you're gonna be 28, 29, 30 before maturity even hits you to where you realize, man, I can't be doing. You know what I mean? Like reckless is reckless, right? You're right. And so what I'm saying is, is half the problem that we have, I believe, is the fact that we was doing things without the, with again yeah, misconception of mark of the market. All that stuff. You think about the stuff you did when you was little, like man, I shot good. I did. You did things that you think now is like, man, I was crazy. Right. That was crazy. But so put that in the same same thing as far as sex is concerned. Like yo. That was crazy. I was. I put myself in danger. I put my. I, I could have dealt with things that I'm seeing people deal with now that I don't never wish on nobody. So it sounds cool. No, it doesn't sound cool. But y'all, okay. I'm, I hope it don't sound cool. No, because it doesn't sound cool. It's we, not. It's we not was not all boys, it's, it's, but we was all stupid. It's very yeah. shocking. But like, I, what I'm saying is that it's not so uncommon in our history for men to introduce their sons to certain things that they will experience in manhood. That was the old school thing. That and was the old school thing. So and it's down south. And it's absolutely and down, it's down south. south. So that's something, though, you don't really see that or hear about that on the West Coast. Um, like I said, it is down south. They have a different playing field down there. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah, well, that, well, first of all, you said that you hit it on the hill. You hit it on the down south. So I there's mean, still I, mentalities down there. I wish it was up north. <laughs> For me, in my personal life. See what I'm saying? So I would have been able to handle it. I was a very mature 14 year old. <laughs> Miss Ali looked me up. <laughs> oh, man. Interesting. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Yes, indeed. So, um, you know what's funny, though? Okay. Uh, it's, I'm just going to keep it real. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep it real. Oh, All I'm going to say is wait. That's all I can say to y'all. Wait, I ain't listen. My, my son can't do none of that. Who, yeah, exactly. In the so, future, whoever you, you know what I'm saying, y'all over here whooping, wait nah, until you're uh-uh. dealing with that stuff, and nah. you looking at that 14 year old, 13 year old, 12 year old, 11 year old, 16 year old, and there's so many levels to the game, you're right? right. You're right. So many levels, and it's like you, they have no idea. They think they do. They don't. It's they're such. They're so. Even though they don't think they are, they're so fragile in every aspect of life, especially nowadays, because they're self-analyzed and they're self-diagnosed mm-hmm. and all this other stuff is going on, so they think they know everything and because this, to this tells them what they what it is. Man, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. So as, as a dad, um, do you feel like once your children reach an age where, like 14 to where they can kind of figure some things out for themselves, but not really, mm-hmm. you just kind of somewhat let them but know or let them know that when they do screw something up or are in deeper water than they expected it's okay to say yo dad I screwed up can you give me a hand so that's even the question is interesting because you're expecting them to know that they screwed up by the time they know they screwed up it's either been they've been busted Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like it's a different thing. Okay. So, 
the only thing you can try to get accomplished in, in it all is getting them to, to open up with to you about what they're thinking. That's that's the only thing you can do is hopefully you have a dialogue with your kids where you've made it comfortable enough that they can even come to you with, with their thoughts. Now, in that, we go back to this thing about feeling like a woman and all this. Mm -hmm. Are we comfortable enough as men to be able to have that okay for your son to say or your daughter to say, hey, I don't know. You know what I mean? I kissed a boy and I liked it. I kissed a girl and I liked it. Mm -hmm. Well, you kiss anybody when you don't have that filter already. Kissing anybody that's not yourself in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, you know what I'm saying? In that thing you're going to like. And what I mean by that is, is like when, when in the world right now where everything's okay and it's not okay to be judging, mm -hmm. like it, it's probably going to be more not as bad. You know what I'm saying? I hate to, I hate to say it like that, but mm -hmm. like literally, you don't have these boundaries that make you, these boundaries to make you feel like it's bad. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you have to be okay with that being okay. And yes, so as a parent, it's scary to be like, I want my kids to talk to me. Mm -hmm. Do you really? You, you, you have to ask yourself that question. Like, are you prepared for whatever comes out their mouth, sexually, drugs, any of these things, are you prepared to be able to put yourself aside, put the you aside and pick the pick the parent up, the loving person, and just be there to listen to them? I'm not saying be their friend, not saying, but be, be something comfortable enough for them to be able to think out loud. And I think that's where you start. I mean, this I is, know. we have been talking about uncomfortable truths. Yeah. Right. So I think that's, you know, what comes with it. If... Would you rather know the uncomfortable truth or live like, hey, you know, I don't want to know about that, whatever you're doing over there? I'd, I'd rather know now yeah, I'd rather at know. 45. Yeah. I don't think I wanted to at 30. Mm -hmm. I don't think I wanted to at 25. Gotcha. Because I wasn't emotionally, mentally prepared like I am at 45. Okay. So there's that in there, too. And I even tell my sons this, and I've told people this. It's amazing to me that you have kids young, and so now we're talking about sex. Sex changes when it ends up being a baby involved. Right, mm -hmm. right. So you're 14, you're doing your thing, you're fucking around. Well, at 19, now, now you got a baby pop out. Now you got to grow up real quick. You was fucking around at 14. I'm going. Now, now you, now you, now you got to grow up real quick, right? Mm -hmm. So it was funny how I thought for all these years that when I was younger, I was raising a baby, mm -hmm. but what I was really raising was a parent. Mm. I was a baby parent. Mm. I had a baby, but I'm a baby. I'm a baby parent. I'm now an adult, adult, an adult parent. And now I can actually raise children because I have the, I, 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 I'm an adult. Mm. But at 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25 with a child, you're a child. You have to understand that you are a baby parent. So how are you getting, and that's why this podcast even exists, how are you getting raised mm -hmm. to be a parent? Mm. How are you getting raised? That means you have to ask questions. That means you have to have somebody that you can lean on, like you want your children to do. Because when that baby comes to you or that son <coughs> comes to you or mom and says, what's that between your legs? Oh, that's a pee-pee. Wait, no, it's a penis. Like, even even the, even the you got to be careful how you set your kids up. Yeah. Like, you you have to have these huddles, and hopefully you're in a situation where you have a, um, a significant other, mm -hmm. somebody that wants to raise his children with you, mm -hmm. you you have there's a lot of huddles going on. Yeah. All right, look, this what we gonna do? Where are you at with it? Where am I at with it? Where are we gonna be at with it together? We gotta be a, a united front. Mm -hmm. Like these are like 
questions and conversations and game plans that need to happen. Men have to humble themselves. It's, it's my rules of the highway. Women have to humble themselves. That's my baby. No, we coming together before we deal with the kid. Like, all Team right, unified know, front. Unified okay. front. How we mm-hmm. going about this one? Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? And so that's maturity. To even have that, you got to break yourself down to be like, I don't know what I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just know I feel a ways and I know how I was raised. But how you were raised does not translate all the way to how you're raising children today. No! <laughs> it doesn't. I made the mistake of telling my 21-year-old son, I've been you before. No, I have not. Because mm. I didn't have the access at, mm, at right. 17 that he right. had at 17. Facts. So, no, I haven't been you before. I recognize the spirit of who you are. Mm-hmm. I recognize the 17, the 18-year-old spirit. But I'm not... I didn't have the access you had. It was pretty cut and dry for me. These yeah. kids have more access. So we have to be careful of like trying to validate how we were raised and validate who we became versus who they're trying to be. So it's different in my, in my mind. Because they have more access, is it the responsibility of the elders to be able to understand a little bit of what they access so we can communicate with them or slow their access down so they don't get to a point to where they think they know what they're doing and then they get in deep water. You can't slow it down. Okay. Um, we have to educate ourselves on it, in mm-hmm. it and on it, and then we have to make it practical and applicable to f- the physical world. Mm-hmm. So this internet world and this matrix world of like artificial, I call artificial insemination, mm. artificial insemination, I call artificial everything. They got, they live there, these kids nowadays, in my opinion, are living their world in their head. And if you notice, they don't do a lot of moving. At all. They're, they're living it up here. Mm-hmm. So we have to figure out how to translate what's in their head from the information and make it applicable and apply it to the physical aspects of how they have to move. Mm-hmm. That's where we have to figure out, which is new to us. Mm-hmm. We did things because we were told to. Right. Not, we weren't showed to, we were told to. Can you, know you what I mean? T- so are parents still telling kids what to do? They're either trying to tell them what to do, trying to tell them what they not. They're trying. They're most likely telling them what not to do, what they can do. Mm-hmm. I don't. Well, there's, there's. I mean, there's obviously a million different parents. Right. So some, some parents are just oblivious to the whole thing. Okay. And think everything is because again, if I live like if if it looks good on the surface, it is good, which is not reality either. That's why you got all these kids that are are depressed and got suicide and all this kind of stuff because their parents is like, oh, they just in their room playing video games all the game, everything's good. Not realizing that children are being desensitized by the information that they're given, the video games and all that, and they think, well, worst case scenario, I'll just blow up the place. I, I think parents need to be more in tune with their kids. Yeah. I think it should be more, how's your day going? You know, hey, come in here, we're gonna watch this movie as a family. We're gonna have a game night. A lot of times, parents kind of just put their kids on the back burner. Like I said, they're in there playing their game and they got their headphones on and they're talking to who knows who over the internet. And there's no connection. Right. So that way, you know, when their child comes back and then they end up, you know, like you said, blowing up everything, it's more of like, well, my child was an angel. No, he was an angel playing his games, learning how to blow up buildings and whatnot. You know, it's it's no connection. I think I think that's what we're missing now in this generation is the parent and child connection. I think there should be more connection um, between parent and child. Is social media influencing children more than parents? I think social media is a big distraction for both parties. Mm. I think it takes away from communication. 
I think it takes away. I mean, you can get faster communication, but I think it takes away from the connection at home. If everybody's on their phone or everybody's on their separate device, not paying attention to one another, I think it causes that division in the house now. Like you said, so now everybody's on two different pages. Okay. Well, I learned this from the internet. You know, <clears throat> one of the uh, my daughter's favorite thing. Well, that is. Google said this, and I'm like, well, Google's not always right, <laughs> you know. So Sounds you can't always trust what Google is is telling you. So, mm -hmm. but it's it's that type of conversation, and like I said, when we built that bond, and it's just like you need to know what's going on in your child's head. Right. You need to know what their body language is, and you know how how they're moving, where are they going, who are they talking to, mm -hmm. who are your friends, who who are you texting. But we do that often. What from, games are you playing? But we do that often from how kids affect our life versus how we affect theirs. We, we, we parent kids from our perspective and our position. Is So, just real quick, because I'm pretty sure we got parented the way our parents got parented. Maybe we had a little bit more leniency, but can we say that th this section of kids got way more Too leniency? More what? Leniency, because I'm sure my life wouldn't have as hard as my father's life. It's that they start taking but, away them switches and belts and paddles and yeah, phones and I mean, brushes. But, but on top of taking those, because we have fear. Right. Mm -hmm. We have fear, but uh, I'm now they sure. parents fearing their kids. But I'm sure we also had, not, not to say that kids don't have fear or respect for their parents nowadays, but I'm sure that, uh, that there wasn't the, hmm. th there wasn't a friend aspect and it doesn't need to be a friend aspect. We had fear because we didn't have information. Okay. Okay. That's they don't have fear because they have information. Mm -hmm. So then now we have to we have to we have to parent our kids with the intellect, not fists. You know what I'm saying? So the we have to upgrade. We have to upgrade. Gotcha. We have to upgrade. And again, it goes back to what I was trying to say was we try to fit our kids into our life. We parent them based on what we need to get accomplished mm -hmm. and what we're trying to our goals, mm -hmm. not theirs. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm. We don't, we don't take the time out a lot of times to again involve ourselves in the, their life. We'll take them to practice. We'll do those types of things. We'll mm -hmm. run around with our kids, and then, you know what I mean. But how often do we really sit in the room with their sit in their room? Now half the time they don't want us in there, right? Well, right. Uh, uh, right. <laughs> you know that happens, but it's like, but how often do we play with our children? Mm -hmm. I've never played with my kids. Really. I didn't. I didn't play with my children. Mm. Worst mistake I ever made was not playing with them. I took them to things where they played. I watched them play. Mm. But I never played with my kids. Mm. And I was a child raising children, and I was so serious on trying to accomplish the goals to feed my children and to have a wife and to do right and, and accomplish things as a, as a per. I didn't have time to put that aside and actually go back to playing with, with, with toys. Mm. I couldn't get my mentality. I couldn't put it away. You know what I mean? I'm trying to be a man. 24, 25 years old, I got three kids. Mm -hmm. Or two kids. I don't know how many I have. <laughs> but I had kids. Like, they got to eat today. They got to mm. eat in ten, They got to eat in an hour. So, I don't have time to play. So, that's that knowledge right there, man. That's that experience. But that's me. I, I'm, right. I'm not saying I did it right. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I, by, by no means. But that's why now it makes more sense to me of, ha of children or um, of having children when you're ready. The funny thing is, is these new generation, they'll tell you, I ain't having kids. They'll say, because y'all didn't raise me right. <laughs> you wasn't playing with me, and kids is going to get in the way of 
like they're they're doing something different. They're saying I'm not having kids because I don't want the responsibility. I think there's a, a much larger variable to why this generation, not only just our community, is a little bit um, more defensive about having children. I'm sure that has to do with inflation. Mm. Um, money for our grandparents was like one job and five people eat. Now it ain't like that. It wasn't. It's not like that for me, and it's not gonna be like that. What one job? What are you saying? So, like for my granddad, he could have one job, and everybody in the house could eat. He only had one, or he had five jobs. His job was to have jobs. Yeah, to work. I, <laughs> was to work. Yeah. It depend on, it depend on the one job yeah, that he had. It depend right. on the one job he had, but that that kind of income to bill. Right. You know, ratio right. is done. But nowadays, everybody has to work. Houses used to be forty thousand. Mm-hmm. You know, right. now they're four hundred thousand. So there's a big difference. It's it's not only I'm not having kids because I want to enjoy my time. It's I'm not having kids because I'm not sure that I can afford it. Which is, you know, kudos. You right. know, to thinking forward. You know, I mean, obviously, you want to have children. You want to, you know have those smiles and those experiences and build that legacy. But is it something that you are willing to go through those possibly right. stressful situations where you say, I got to feed these kids in and out? Well, what's crazy is, is how often, though, do they even, how often is it said, well, I'm not having kids. But how how often do you hear the idea of marriage or the idea of a significant other? Like, does it, I mean, you a lot of times you default to, oh, I get kids. I don't want kids. Mm-hmm. But do you ever hear, like, I can't wait to have a husband or I can't wait to have a wife? Like, mm-hmm. does that go on in, in, in I, their minds? I think that's the circle you keep. You know, I feel like if you're raised in that loving environment, you're going to look for that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you grow up in a d- divided home. At 23? You're looking for that? At 23? Yeah. Some people are. So, I mean, people get married young. Some people get married yeah, old. What's I mean, more, what, what, I'm saying, what is more of a reality? Them getting them getting married, getting young married, married or getting or or having like you know what I mean? Like well, that, getting married versus having babies and the probability of it goes back to influence. But if you're worried about if you, but so to me, because sex is easy, but it, it's costly. Nobody talks about the cost. So that's what I'm saying. Like if you if you idea was is I can't I, I'm gonna wait till I get married or. When I get married, then don't it, then don't the idea of like I ain't having kids kind of go away, because you're putting the marriage in front of the the, uh, the possibility of children. I know it sounds very old fashioned, mm-hmm. but it's almost like but it's default. It's like oh I ain't having kids. Da, 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 da. But if you concentrated on I, I'm waiting or I'm looking or not even looking, but I'm going to wait to start a family until I have a, a partner. Wife. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do your choices change? Does it make it a little harder to? Have that one night stand or that fling fling thing because your mentality is partner children, career partner children versus getting my. I'll, flinging is at an all time right. high. I mean, right. because it's, a, it, it's because, available. But is it because of that mentality though? <clears throat> it, it could be, like I said, for my. I wonder. Flings that I've had, if I didn't be have. Be careful. Right. <laughs> If I didn't have, you know what I mean? If, 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 if I didn't have my raincoat, if I didn't have my uh, protection, if I didn't have the Trojan man with me, then it wasn't going down. Mm-hmm. You know, I know some men were just like, oh, I don't have it right now, so I'm going to go ahead and do it with you anyway. You know, mm-hmm. but with everything else going on out there, I mean, my mom instilled that into me. If you ain't got your raincoat, man, you're not going to slip and slide. So 
and that's that. If you don't have one, you don't have one, you're not going in. Mm-hmm. And my mindset was just like, I, I wanted to have, I, I didn't want a lot of- It's an interesting thought. Right, I, I didn't want a lot of children with different individuals. You know, mm-hmm. I've only wanted one. Right. You know, and so my main goal in life was to have children with one individual. Amber know? Smith said, yeah, my parents beat me. <laughs> so she, she had the fear going on. Shout out to Amber, appreciate you being in the comments it, section. It was just instilled in me, you know, mm-hmm. and I think, I think hearing that from my grandmother, you know, um, just her words of wisdom kind of just stuck with me. You know, you don't want to be this type of individual because that's not what women like, you know, and I think being raised by women, I was able to utilize those thoughts and those conversations that I've had to be able to decide on the spot mm. what I was going to do, you know, instead of making those mistakes and being like, oh, you know, I, I went in and this happened and, you know, four months later, hey, I'm, I'm pregnant. Well, you know, that's not what I came over here for. <laughs> <laughs> it's on you now, so hey. Oh, but, man. You know, I think, I, I feel like, you know, waiting for that one person is is is, is incredible, you know, so. Well, we have to We have to look at a couple other variables when it comes to being with that one person and wanting to be with that one person. And it's, we talk a lot about, you know, math and logic here. Mm-hmm. And this generation, like, generation before us was a baby boomer. Right. Okay? Mm-mm. Two generations. Dang. Baby boomers are two. God, they still alive. But um, <laughs> I'm playing. We love y'all baby boomers. <laughs> Some of y'all. Um, but for us, uh, I'm talking about Gen X, Gen Z, we kind of saw a divorce boom. Right. So, and with that, we noticed that uh, with the higher income, the divorce rate is 6% less than lower income. And it's not going to be that many higher income folks. So looking at those two things, we understand, okay, all right, if money is not the same as it used to be and possibly divorce is something that I'm used to seeing either in my household or in my friend's household, I may not want to go through that. You right. Know? And I may not want to take the time to build back up. So s- folks are probably saving themselves until they actually really want to shoot that shot, which is not a terrible thing, but it's not great if you want to, I guess, be able to play with your kids for a long time, because that means you're going to have kids, you know, a whole lot later, probably. Right. But, you know? but that's what you should have kids with a whole lot later, though. L- what do you think is a good age? When you, when you can financially afford. Hey. To not have to financially suffer. Because your time is more valuable than anything else. Mm. Knowledge. So if you can't afford to take the time out, don't do it. Gotcha. So that's so it's not an age thing. Mm. It's how important is it that you're home on your weekends, picking your kids up from school. You know, if you could pick your children up from school, half the shit we go through would probably not exist. If we could actually physically pick our children up from school and have conversations with them on the way home mm-hmm. about how their day was, you could see it on their face. Mm. You could see if they're upset. There's a there's a drive. There's traffic. That's a great time to be able to de. What, what happens when you come home from work? Mm-hmm. Tired. You're tired, right? Right. You 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 need to de. What do they call it? Decompress. Decompress. Mm-hmm. Your children need to too, right? Yes. So what if 
when picking your children up from home, you guys are decompressing together. So by the time you get home, you guys can actually enjoy each other. Mm-hmm. So timing is everything in, in, in relationships and all that. And we have to look at those kind of things. Like, are we? I, I laugh all the time about parents that say, man, my, my kid is so lazy. And I say this to them. Think about it. Has your kid ever seen you work hard? Mm-hmm. They've seen you not home. But how do they know what working hard looks, looks like, like is when you get home, you don't do shit. Right. Mm. So they're going to not think that not doing shit is what's normal. I can't wait till I'm grown. Right. right. Yeah. Because you don't have to do shit. So you can't be mad at your kid who's never seen hard work mm. because you do that. You work 12 hours a day. You come home now. You don't want to clean up. I don't work all day. Well, they went to school all day. And so not saying that obviously it's the same, mm-hmm. but it's relative because that's still working hard in their life. Concentration. And now you want them to work hard when they get home, yet you're not working hard when you get home. Mm-hmm. It's a contradiction. Gotcha. So you have to think about these things, to me, when you're parenting. Like, I have to be a reflection of what I want my kids to be. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I have to not eat bad foods. I have to be disciplined mm-hmm. in how I operate so it becomes natural for them just to be that. If you never had sugar, you don't want sugar. Right. If you never had sodas, you don't want, you don't sodas. want sodas. You know what I mean? If you never had fast food burgers, it's okay, but like mm-hmm. you're not used to it. But you can't tell kids when they get grown be healthy when they were never healthy then because I had to go get McDonald's on the way home because I couldn't because we we it's six thirty mm-hmm. and we still got to do your homework and you got to do chores and go to sleep. So I'm just gonna stop at McDonald's. You're 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 creating your own your avalanche of failure. Right. No disrespect to anybody because I did it right. But it that's a tr- that's a real thing. We have to look at all those things and be a be super what's the word I'm looking for we have to be super um, diligent diligent and um, targeted in what we want the outcomes to be mm-hmm. and then that will make you disciplined that's just what I think I, I want to um, shift gears here because it looks like uh, we're going to be ending the podcast uh, pretty soon here Damn, we did <clears throat> all that about kids yeah we did everything about kids uh, basically it's uncomfortable truths uh, I want to do a quick moment of uh uh, celebration. Uh, right. There was a, a gentleman that uh, made a young lady watch Roots recently. Man, I've seen that. Yeah. I'm proud of you because I'm a little yeah. bit more Malcolm than I am Martin. So, yeah. I am proud of you, sir. Kidnapped a white lady, made her watch Man. Roots. Man. Let her know. Yes. Yeah, oh, proud of this moment. Man, shoot. Celebrate good time. Come on. Y'all are Listen, killing me right now. She going to be all right. <laughs> We've is, been through worse. Is he going to be all right, though? Is my is what I wanted. I imagine that, and I've never been to prison, but I imagine that in prison somebody probably be like, "Right on, bro." <laughs> when you get Solid. outside, they got a party for you. But Solid. ladies and gentlemen, we gonna have to end it right there. Uh, you gonna open it up to, and end it, man? Don't you ever don't forget to come like in. <laughs> don't you check us out <laughs> each and every Tuesday. At 7.30 CP time, which is approximately 7.39 to 7.45. What, what do you want them to do? do uh, make sure that you are following us here on Facebook at The Mentor Podcast. And you can follow us at The Mentor Podcast on Instagram. But remember, our shows are going to be posted and live here on Facebook. Thank you so much on behalf of D. Scott and Prolific Dre. I am Freshmaker. Peace.